Happy Friday out there. How are you guys doing? Thank you for joining the One Man Sports Show. I am your highly replaceable host, Brock Crocker, for this, like I said, it's Friday, May 21, and I hope you are well. I hope you had a good night. We certainly saw lots of entertaining stuff yesterday uh, across really all the spectrums of all the leagues, so uh, it was definitely... Uh, an enjoyable day, an entertaining day, and I, I think the news yesterday, and it's not so entertaining and it's it's not so cool, was was the Leafs captain uh, taking a knee to the face uh, yesterday in, in the Habs Habs Leafs game, and and uh, it was just a scary moment. <laughs> I was watching that hockey game, and let me tell you, uh, I honestly thought maybe the guy had died right there on the ice. So uh, back back home today, and we we uh, we wished. Tavares, all the best, Leafs captain, and you know, just looking at that play yesterday, and you know, that, that's why hockey is a gladiator sport. Uh, it, it's a dangerous sport. You know, these guys go at high speed, and and you know, it was just an accident yesterday. He ends up getting the knee from Perry uh, as he as he's falling from another hit, and you know, you could argue that first hit uh, was a penalty, but you know, definitely not the cause of you know just incidental hockey type stuff, and 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 even on those knee on knee plays, you know, it, it's. Really Really hard to call a guy out on that because uh, both players really are risking their career so I don't think a lot of guys are looking at that knee on knee stuff and Tavares comes off that hit and ends up getting the knee of Perry as he's going to the ground and, and basically to me it was, it was like watching a car accident that was a live car accident on TV you know taking that knee to the face you know that's, that's taking the toughest guy in the UFC and taking an undefeated un undefended knee blow to your face or jumping in jumping into to a UFC knee knee hit so uh, pretty crazy stuff uh, for the Leafs, and like I said, we, we hope Tavares is okay, and, uh, and and good on Perry, you know, afterwards, and and I don't think, you know, there is a, a code in hockey, but I, I don't think the, I don't think that the, uh, I don't think the Leafs thought it was intentional, so you see at the end there, you see, you see Felino take, take Perry on in a fight, and Perry's a hockey player, man, so give it to him, he's like 32, 33 years old, uh, and he's a skilled guy, but he's also a guy that's got a little bit of grit to his game, and you can tell, like, he, he was sick to his stomach after the game, uh, he, he took the fight out of obligation, but, you know, it, it was an unspirited fight, really, and uh, I don't think it was a fight in retribution, I think it was more of a fight in tribute uh, to Tavares and, and the Leafs captain so like I said good sportsmanship on Perry to even take that fight and and you know what a heck of a hockey player uh he is so we'll continue to watch that series and and the storylines just keep getting better and better in the NHL uh, for for better and worse on how they come about anyway so I think that was definitely like I said, the story in the NHL, that's kind of what I was thinking about all night. Uh, and, and looking at we had some good games, and I, I ended up watching a bunch of this stuff, actually. I had a bunch of TV screens going yesterday. Uh, how about those Panthers? They finally get it done. And, and you know what? They It was kind of like the first game, actually. The door was open this time, and, and they're able to take advantage of Vezileski really not being on top of his game. Uh, you look at this series now, and, and they needed this. Like I, I thought the Panthers were lights out if they didn't get this game. I thought they might already be lights out anyway just how hard it is so they got that win the first one at home you know that, that changes everything in the dynamic of that series and if you look at it now you know the lightning or sorry the panthers have won one game uh they've lost a game they could have won and then the game the other game where they lost they won two periods of that game so that's encouraging they go with chris dreiger in net and like i said i thought they'd be crazy to go with Brabowski. well dreiger ends up getting blown up and Brabowski comes in and and 
shuts the door. And I still don't think I was wrong in, in thinking that. And this could be a really good thing for the Panthers. You know, I don't think Borowski was playing particularly well. So he, he comes in and is able to get his confidence up and, and they get the win. So uh, I do see them going back to Borowski. And I think that would be the proper play now for them. So uh, we'll see what happens. The series got interesting, that is for sure. Penguins squeak by and get the win at uh, on the road against the Islanders. And, you know, it was kind of what we thought. In fact, if anything, you'd say the Islanders didn't quite get the goaltending uh, that, that they need to be successful. Uh, they need Varlamov to basically lock the door up. They, they Varlamov has to be their best player. And, and when that happens, when that doesn't happen, they're not going to win hockey games. And, and he wasn't great. So it'll be interesting to see if they go back to Sorokin or not. And I thought it was kind of weird anyway that, that this, this Islanders team was messing around with their goalies to begin with. It was was getting a little cute as far as I'm concerned and, and they pay the price yesterday uh, going down 5-4 and of course we, we saw that the Habs go uh, uh, and, and get the win against the Maple Leafs and just really a hard fought game. Uh, Carey Price was on his game yesterday and you know we talked about how this game had shades of the Oilers series and to me it still does. Uh, they, they lose in kind of a similar type game and uh, we'll see what happens but I, I don't think there's any reason to panic right now uh, if you're the Leafs and if you're the Canadians you got to feel good. You came in and you got your game done uh they needed price to shut the door they needed to keep it low scoring and and that's what they did and they needed to stay out of the penalty box which they kind of did but you know i don't think special teams here uh for the leafs going uh what did they end up yesterday on the power play here just taking a look they go 0 for 5 so there was nine power play chances in this game total and, and nobody gets a goal so uh, that's just indicative to me of Carey Price being the best best player on the ice yesterday, especially for the Habs. And, and the Knights overpower the Wild, and uh, we had that. And, and, you know, I guess I should review with you guys just to know how we did yesterday. Uh, speaking of, uh, we went... What did we do yesterday? We went... We gave you guys the Habs. We had the Habs yesterday. We had the Knights. We had the Penguins. We had the Panthers. So I think we went we went four for four in hockey yesterday. So we had all the picks in hockey. Uh, we went one for one in NBA and five for ten in MLB. So what does that uh, what does that take us? Fifteen. 15, 10, 10 out of 15 on, on the total on the whole yesterday. So that's pretty good. And, you know, my bankroll still went down. And, you know, it's just the frustration sometimes of just trying to hit the right things. You know, you still hit, like I said on the show, usually I find we're in a mid-60% range as far as the picks go. And, and I didn't lose much of my bankroll yesterday, maybe 10%. But uh, uh, I did take less of the board yesterday, and I just didn't take the right part of less of the board. So uh, I don't even know if there's a lesson to be learned there. So we'll see what happens today. Uh, I do believe believe that luck is a, is a big component of all this so sometimes you just just like in hockey you got to tip your hat to the goalie sometimes you just got to tip your hats to the odds makers i just think that uh it, it's just a that that's simple sometimes looking over on the nba side of things that was happening yesterday we saw the wizards get by the pacers and like i said we did have we did have quantity or quality over quantity in this one uh we went with the superstars at home and and they deliver in a big way wizards cover by a lot so and and they go with the storyline that we wanted to i think the nba playoffs is just a far more interesting story uh with, with westbrook and beal and the wizards in it as opposed to to the pacers who i just think uh uh, they just got a little less name brand, a little less sizzle. So I'm definitely pleased to see uh, the Wizards get into the playoffs. And I think that'll make for some entertaining entertaining playoff basketball for sure. Over on the MLB side, you know, we saw some exciting games yesterday. The Blue Jays go down early 
come back, get the tie late, and they end up losing it in the uh, uh, in the, in the later innings. So with the Blue Jays, I keep saying, you know, they're they're my team. They're the team I cheer for, and I honestly believe that they are AL East contenders this year. But uh, I am starting to wonder a little bit about the pitching. And you guys have heard me talk about how they could use another arm, and uh, I just think that that drum gets gets beaten a little harder today, even though it was Steven Matz, who would be a, a rotation guy anyway for them. But uh, it, it just makes you wonder if they had another arm, you know, what, what does that do to the bullpen selection and, you know, taking innings, uh, being able to, you know, reassign their innings in more quality ways. So that's kind of what I think about that one. We had the Rays yesterday. The Rays beat up on the Orioles uh, big time. The Giants absolutely hammered the Reds. And finally, we get off the Giants, or off the Reds. Sorry, I've been riding the Reds for a few days. And finally, I decided to get off the get off the Red train and... and Glad I did. It, the Giants put a big explanation point on that one and, and, and win 19-4. Yankees get the shutout in New York. Or, sorry, uh, the Yankees get the shutout against the Rangers yesterday. And Domingo Germain goes goes seven innings. And they didn't get a no-hitter. So I don't think there was any no-hitters in baseball yesterday. And, uh, you know, some interesting comments about Don Mattingly. And we'll get to that when we, when we cover the uh, the Marlins game. But, uh, yeah, they, they fall anyway. And Domingo Germain is a, game, uh, is, is a pitcher who I really like. And we had them yesterday prevailing in that one. So that's what happens. Uh, Cubs get by the Nationals. Athletics double or athletics end up losing uh, to the Astros yesterday and relinquishing uh, first place in the AL West. So that rivalry it will continue to develop. Uh, Twins and Angels, they split yesterday. Cruz ends up taking a pitch off of the wrist in this one, so we'll see if he's able to play today, and uh, I think we'll keep an eye on that. And then, you know, one of the most frustrating things to me is, is quickly becoming the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they, they keep losing. They To me, there's no excuse. You know, losing that game yesterday, you look at the rosters, you look at the pitching matchups, really, it shouldn't have been close, so uh, a little bit of a, a free-for-all there. And, you know, one thing, I do watch a lot of Braves games, and the one thing that drives me crazy about the Atlanta Braves is the management and I didn't see this game yesterday between the Pirates and the Braves but uh, I do think that their, their their manager there isn't very good from what I've seen anyway as far as uh, just a lot of questionable stuff I've seen come out of that Braves as far as uh, some of his moves so I, I question that for sure but looking forward to today like I said it, it's an exciting day for me the Oilers are, are looking to get back into it NHL playoffs are in full swing and, and I'm excited it's Friday going to fire up the barbecue maybe bring the TV out onto the patio tonight and, and really enjoy the game uh, the snow is just clearing off the ground here east of Edson if you can believe that but it uh, looks like it's a nice day out today so I'm going to take that as a sign of brighter things to come uh, for my Edmonton Oilers and today we'll start right over in the NHL uh, today and we'll open up with the uh, Capitals and the Bruins and what's been a good series so far and the Bruins come in and they get the lead at home on this last one so this is the second game at home so they, they the caps got the first two and we'll see if they can even it up today and we talked about this last podcast about the last second goalie starts well they get samson off in last game they announced him last second and really it was a close game in boston last one and and it came down to it came down to conditioning i think really and and, and after a really hard fought game it comes down to kind of like a mental lapse play uh for the capitals samsonov goes back to get a puck and just 
mishandles it a little bit, turns it over, and it goes up in the back of his net. And, you know, we watch these overtime games. It's funny how uh, those seem to be the, 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 the ways they end is, is kind of usually based on mistakes. So uh, today they, they get back at it, and, and I think we'll see the goalies replay again. I can't see. Uh, I don't think that was Samsonov's fault, really, despite Ovechkin at the end of the game. I just think he's a, a passionate guy. He kind of wasn't too happy. Uh, and, and he demonstrated it. You could see it. But uh, I, I don't think that was a shot at his teammate. I think he was just frustrated at the situation. So today, the, these teams get back together again today in what I expect to be a real close battle uh, as far as these guys go. And uh, and we'll see. I just think it's anyone's game, really. And uh, I, I do like the Bruins to win this series. And to do that, they're going to have to get, get their home games in. So uh, I'm going to get on the Bruins again today and say that they can get this one evened up. Like I said, I think this is going to be a close game. So I think there's two plays here uh, as far as wagering goes. I think you could look at the Capitals. And I think we're going to see more and more of this. You know, maybe the first round isn't the absolute best round, but we see a lot of one-goal games. When I think of NHL playoffs, I think of one-goal games. So uh, in the first round, we get our we get our most mis you know our biggest mismatches that we're going to see the entire playoff so uh we'll, we'll look for that to continue as far as the puck line goes and i think this is one of those games this is a one goal type game uh for me but uh, i'm going to get on the bruins and, and i like what the bruins did too you know they get a little pushback in that last game uh, and, and you know i think that's a problem a little bit you know the capitals are so physical in their top lines and and the the Bruins, you know, it's not like they're wallflowers or anything, but, uh, you know, they're a little more skilled, I think, uh, more, more focused on skill. So you saw their bottom six really come through last game and, and add some grit and some sandpaper to their team, and they're getting some contributions out of that bottom six. And, and you throw in the skating, uh, you know, of the top two lines, I think they might be able to generate some penalties today. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I just like the Bruins at home today, uh, and I'll just shut up now about it. Taking the Bruins in our first pick of the day, I'm going to take them on the money line at home. And we'll hope yesterday, like I said, we went undefeated in the NHL yesterday, so let's let's hope the vibe continues. And today, I've got a little bit of an upset here in the NHL. Yesterday, I think we had the Habs as an upset, and uh, and today, I think our, our upset is actually going to be the Predators. And I, I, I don't like the Predators' chances to win this series, but if they're going to win a game, I, th I think this might be the one. And, and you look at it, too, it, it's such a mismatch in my mind as far as skill and uh, to me, it's completely irreprehensible that the, the Hurricanes are out hitting the Panthers in this series. And, and I think that's a huge, huge thing. And we'll see if the Panthers can get that addressed or the Predators can get that addressed today. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I said Panthers, but I was talking about the Predators. And, you know, the Predators have had this chance, chances in this one. The Hurricanes have given up power play opportunities to this Predators team, and they haven't been able to cash a single one of them. So the goaltending situation, I do like the Hurricanes goaltender a lot better. Uh, but that being said, Saros has been good. I can't really blame the last loss on him uh, too much. So uh, they're at home. But the reason I think that puts me on the Canes here more than anything is it is a must-win game, and they are at home on this one, and they are expecting 10,000 people in, in to see this game. So... I think that they can cash in a little bit maybe on their their fans' enthusiasm a bit. And, and like I said, it's not like Saros was bad in that last one. He gave up two goals on 30 shots in what was a cl close competitive game. And I think this one will be even more close and even more competitive. Like I said, the, the, the Preds playoff 
playoff hopes are, are on the line here. And we'll look to see that they need to get those hits evened out. And if they don't get those hits evened out, like I said, they, they took penalties. The, 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 uh, the Predators had seven power plays last game. So, you know, if that happens again, they should get a win. I just can't see, see them being like, as bad as that is. You know, they're still an NHL team. So uh, I'm going to get on the Preds today, and I'm going to get them on, at home on the puck line. So this is, like I said, one of those one-goal games, and we're at home. So we get a puck line here, and uh, I'm going to take the Preds on the puck line today. And I do think they get the win, so you could money line them today. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go to a little more, just a little safer, just in case. So 146 is what you get for that on Sports Interaction. So that's not too bad. It's pretty much right up my, where the point is anyway. So uh, I think that is worthwhile. Jets in to see the Oilers, and you know, you, like I said, you just got to tip your hat to, to Hellebuck and the Jets in that one. They, uh, you know, they, they did what they had to do as far as keeping McDavid and, and Drysaddle off the board. They're both big minuses in that game, but you know, all the same stuff applies that I said in the first game. I just think the Jets are completely outpowered here, just outskilled. I, I think they maybe get a little bit of nod in, in net, and maybe they get a little bit of nod on the physicality. So we'll see if they. And they did a perfect game last game. We talked about a Pionk. Uh, you know, annoyed McDavid. The Jets stayed out of the penalty box, and Hellebuck basically stopped them all. So that that is the recipe for success. We'll see tonight. You know, if, if I'm the Oilers, it's just a tight hitting. It's a playoff type game. I'm telling my guys to relax. You know, McDavid and Drysaddle are going to get theirs. So we'll see what happens tonight. But I, I'm not panicking as far as practice goes for the Edmonton Oilers. I'm concentrating on defense, blocking shots, getting Mike Smith as much help as I can. You know, the goaltending is the difference. So Mike Smith can be great, but, it, you know, it's still like one goal matters type stuff here. So for the Oilers, I think it's all about playing defense, making sure they cut down on those chances for the Jets and practicing their zone breakouts. You know, if they can get good, clean zone breakouts tonight out of the, out of the defensive end uh, and generate speed through the neutral zone, that, that's where they're going to get a lot of chances as far as scoring. You know, that's just McDavid's scoring style. And, and that's where they're going to draw penalties as well is getting that speed. So, so far they've been trying to do a lot of that one pass stuff through the zone. And, and maybe they got to, maybe they got to bring up a second guy and, and maybe try to chip right at the blue line and, and do it that way. But we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, I, like I said, I don't think there's a big panic uh, to be caused. If the owners lose tonight, <laughs> there'll be some panic tonight in the in the city for sure. But uh, uh, like I said, I do have EOD. I give you guys fair warning about that as well. But I'm getting on the Oilers, who I think are winning the Stanley Cup this year. You can't tell me otherwise. And, and that's that. So getting on the money line with them at 154. And last game of the night, you know, I can find a reason in all these games tonight to pick any of these teams off the board and find a reason that they can win. And, and But that logic stops here. I just can't find a reason to get on these St. Louis Blues uh, against this Avalanche. They, they appear to be mismatched in every sense. Uh, offense, defense, hitting. Like it just, I just don't see where these Blues come ahead uh, in, 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 in any category. So... They're, they're in tough tonight. They haven't been getting great goaltending from Bennington out of this one. And he that, to me, that's their only hope is if he can come in and stand on his head and he gets four goals on 33 shots uh, in the last one. And then the game before that, you know, he, he was good. He, he gave up uh, three goals on 49 shots, 939 save percentage. But the other guy was still a little bit better as far as keeping less goals out of the net. So uh, it's tough. The Blues are at home today, so maybe that counts for something. 
but uh, I, I just think of all the all the series, this one is probably the one that's that's most mismatched. Uh, we'll see what St. Louis can do as far as keeping on the bodies on this one. We did see Kadri get suspended. Uh, I think did Kadri get suspended? We saw the hit with Kadri anyway, and he should probably be suspended after uh, going after a guy's head. Uh, it was kind of like a, a Scott Stevens Lindros type hit from what I remember seeing. So I'd be surprised. Uh, no, I don't think he is suspended. Just going to look at who we're at. Kadri. Uh, he's got a hearing, so who knows? He could get suspended. I don't know when this hearing goes. This hearing is scheduled for, let's see if they have it in this link here that I'm looking at. Uh, the hearing is, he's expected to play in Friday, uh, and, and we'll, we'll see, we'll see, I'm not too sure when this hearing is, but he could miss some games, but uh, the link I'm looking here says he is expected to play for Friday, so maybe the, the hearing is sometime today, and they'll give him time, or on Saturday this weekend, but regardless, uh, I still think that the, the Avalanche have everything they need to prevail in this one, and, uh, you know, this could be this could be the sweep that we see in the first round here of these Blues teams. And, and you know, they, they've got, I think Piranha's hurt even too. So it's just like all doom and gloom as far as, the Blues have the Blues as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I just, like I said, I can't find any reason to believe whatsoever. It's just a matter to me, you know, looking at the abs on the money line or the puck line. And those puck lines scare me, you know, for the most part, they're, they're betting on empty netters, I think. So uh, unless I'm getting... Unless I'm getting uh, a goal and a half, I, I generally stay away from those puck lines. So I, I'm not going to take the Blues on the puck line. So I'm going to grab the Avs on the money line here at 144. And should be a great night in, in hockey. So I can't wait to, to touch on base tomorrow. And we'll see how sad or happy I am tomorrow. Uh, basically, my, my emotional well-being is tied up in the Oilers game tonight. So I hope you guys enjoy the hockey. And we'll switch over now to NBA where we've got one important game. And you've been saying how, or you've been hearing me say how much I appreciate the NBA in this uh, play-in tournament that they have for the final spot. And I do like it, but I have come up with a criticism. And my criticism is it's taking a little too long. I don't see why this game couldn't have been played uh, yesterday. What's going on today with Memphis and, and Golden State. But uh, other than it taking a little bit too long, yeah, I'm, I, I like what they do here. So uh, we've got Grizzlies and the Warriors going at it today for, for eighth place. And I just can't. There's lots of reasons. You know, this kind of reminds me a little bit yesterday of the Wizards game against the Pacers where you look at Memphis and, and they're a deeper team. And, and I think they, they've probably got a little better team play and I think they probably play a little better defense and, and have lots of advantages actually over this uh, over this Golden State team but one advantage that they don't have is Steph Curry and Steph Curry is by far and large the best player on the court today in this game and, and I go with the stars man there's a reason that, that he's a legend there's a reason that they're talking about making him the MVP so uh, I'm not getting her away from the MVP in a in, in a in a lockdown game you know this is the same same Golden State Warriors that almost took down LeBron and AD within one shot last game and, and you're trying to tell me that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to take him down uh, I don't think so so uh I'm getting on the Warriors today. I'm liking the Warriors pick a whole lot. Uh, as far as the spread go, you know, it could be a tough one. Like I said, this, this Memphis team probably is a little deeper and, and probably could put up a, a good fight today, but they are on the road. So uh, the Warriors to me are, are doing just enough at home today to, to, to wet my whistle as far as taking them on the money line. The four and a half points is a little scary. I think it kind of flips that over to a pick em. So you could play on the point spread. And, and like I said, I think it's a pick em at that point. I think this could be a five point type-ish game. Uh, so for that reason, I am getting on the Warriors today and I'm going to take them 
on the money line at 147 for that one and like i said i know a lot of people are on the grizzlies on this one but i just can't i gotta take i gotta take the hall of famer i've got to take the mvp i gotta get take the guy that almost took down lebron in ad last game so uh i'm going there with that and like I said, that's the only game today in the NBA. And it looks like the playoffs start going tomorrow. So NBA is going to jump right into uh, uh, right into the swing of things anyway. So at least they have that going for it. And I thought I saw today there's quite a bit of baseball today. And all the games are, are, are later on today. So that's great. Uh, everyone should get a chance to listen to this podcast before any of these games go. And I always like that. And I've got an upset for you guys today. And, and it's a game I, I, uh, I'm really excited about. It's probably going to see quite a bit of my bankroll. So we'll see how that goes today. But we've got the White Sox in to see the, the Yankees. And I know what you're thinking. Like, why are you so excited about this game? Well, I'm excited because I think the Yankees are going to win this one. And, and I think they're, they're paying pretty good. They're 190 on on the on the money line. But even better for me, I'm going to take them at home. They're 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 great. I'm going to take them at home on the run line today at 155. We've got Rodon versus Montgomery, and I think this pitching matchup's actually pretty even. You know, Rodon has some pretty great numbers to start the year, and uh, but you know the Mon Montgomery is not a bad pitcher in his own right, and I think he could very well uh, match Rodon here as far as. Uh, his performance goes today. So I, I think the pitching matchup is pretty even. And the reason I say that, you know, I, I'm, I think that this, this White Sox team is about to come down to earth a little bit. They're first in the AL central and everything's been going their way. You know, despite there being, uh, despite there being disagreements in their locker room between management and players, despite they're missing like all of their, you know, they're missing Jimenez, they're missing Roberts. Now they got Obreu out. So missing all sorts of bats and, and they're still super hot putting up wins. But you look at this White Sox team and to me, this, this says it all. Their last 15 games have been all between the Twins the Royals and the Reds. And of those 15 games, only two of those are against the Reds, which I think is probably the best hitting of the bunch. So 13 games divided between the Twins and Royals. So the, the White Sox haven't played a winning team in over 15 games. So I, th I think they've been a beneficiary of a pretty darn good schedule. And they, they come in today on the road against the Yankees. So I, I think we start to see the numbers start equal out a little bit for this White Sox team. Uh, I do expect Rodon to get the loss today along with his team. So like I said, I'm pretty excited today about this Yankees pick. I think sometimes, uh, you, I don't know, I, I just, I look at that, that those last 15 games for the White Sox and I look at their injuries and I look at a little bit of the controversy in their locker room and, and I'm salivating a little bit uh, on this pick today so I'm actually going to take that right now and put put some juice on this game just because I do like it so much and just so I don't forget because I like it at 155 very much so taking the the Yankees today at home on the run line at 155 next game up we've got the twins those twins we were just talking about uh in to see in to see the Indians, and you know this is this to me is a tough game to call. Actually, uh, the pitching matchup's a little bit of a train wreck, if you ask me. And Dobnik versus uh, McKenzie. I think Dobnik was just called up from AAA, and I've seen him play a bit. You know, he's usually coming out of the bullpen for them. So it looks like they're going to try to piece a start together out of him today, and uh, and we'll see. We we saw 
crews get get hit on the hand and you know minnesota's kind of had a weird schedule actually i was looking at this today they play a double header yesterday in in los angeles and like i said cruz gets hit so he might not be available but uh, still they played 14 innings of ball just yesterday in los angeles so wednesday they play the chicago white Sox. Get on a plane Thursday, play 14 innings of baseball in Los Angeles, winning game and losing a game. And then Friday, they're back at home in, in Minnesota. So uh, kind of a weird travel schedule, which tells me, you know, they're, they're seeing a lot of airplanes of late and you can't practice as much if you're flying. So uh, I do like a little bit that uh, the Indians are at home today. And, uh, yeah, I just think with Cruz being out and we've got basically a triple a, you know, just basically, and I've actually seen Dobnik play some decent baseball, but you know, what does he get in today? An inning and two innings and, and with Cleveland too, you know, the pitching situation for them isn't that much clearer, but at least they get a guy who is a starter or at least starter potential and Tristan McKenzie He's a guy they're working, uh, to bring up and, and put in their lineup. He hasn't had a quality start yet this year by the looks of it. Uh, his biggest outing so far has been five innings uh, last time he went four and a third against against the Mariners giving up five earned runs before that he was in to see those Royals that I just mentioned were so kind uh, to those Chicago White Sox and you know it just shows look at his numbers five innings pitched uh, no earned runs so so yeah just uh, just to get back to that that Yankees pick today but yeah I'm gonna get on the home team here I've got to take I've got to take the, I think the pitching matchup all things being equal we've got kind of a journeyman reliever against the guy uh I don't know, a young upside play anyway, and maybe he does push that, push it up into six innings today. We'll see what kind of day he can have, but uh, I think he gets a day, he gets a Twins team that probably isn't very good and missing one of their better bats potentially as far as Cruz goes. So uh, I'm going to get on the Indians today, and I'm going to take them on the money line. They're actually a pretty good money line hit today at, at 177, so uh, I'm liking that, and actually I'm going to hit that right now too while I'm looking at it just so that line doesn't change. Although I'm not liking this one as much as that Yankees pick for sure, but uh, I can go from there and place that bet. Moving on, and this is a game, you know, it's not quite as bad as my EOD, my Edmonton Oilers dysfunction, but I am a Blue Jays fan, so uh, I am pretty heavily invested in their in their success because it's it's my enjoyment and entertainment and today we get a really great game you know probably my favorite most entertaining pitcher right now in the AL East they bring glass now in uh, with the Rays and, and they're facing Anthony Kay and Anthony Kay is you know kind of an interesting guy he's the guy that they brought up to replace uh, to replace Pearson so he gets his second start and and Kay you look at his numbers there's nothing really that blows you off the page with the exception of his last start being pretty darn good and, and this guy has some pedigree this was the guy he was high up in the Mets organization this is the guy that the Jays got in the Stroman deal so uh, you know they are looking for the they are looking for 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 somebody to come up into that rotation, and at least you could argue that there is hope to believe in K at least from a pedigree uh, point of view coming into this one. And like I said, he had an okay game last game, but he does draw one of the hardest pitchers in all of baseball as far as Glass now goes. So uh, an interesting matchup. Anthony K last time out against the Phillies did go four innings and pitch shutout ball, uh, six strikeouts, one hit, and then like I said before that the numbers aren't really that encouraging so uh, we'll see what kind of performance they can get you know the the Tampa Blue Jays are at home in this one in Dunedin so uh, we'll see about that but uh, 
Ah, tough game. Like I said, I am a Blue Jays fan, so what I'm going to do, because I do what I do to, to entertain myself, and I do think they have a chance. The one thing about Glass now, and the one thing about Kay and, and, and the Blue Jays, you know, this is a divisional game, is the Jays are hit, are built to, to hit that long ball, and I think if you're going to beat Glass now, it's kind of how you do it. You, you, you're going to take them out, uh, take them out in one swing kind of thing, because uh, I think it'll be hard to build up base runners, so uh, I do think that that kind of goes a little bit as far as giving hope to my Blue Jays, so I'm going to get on the Jays are at home. I love getting runs at home anyway and uh you know this one's a little dicey like i said glass now is the man i don't doubt that whatsoever but uh still i think that that the jays could win this game and i think it could be close if they do lose i think this could be a one run game so i'm going to take them on the run line and you get 178 for that so that's a pretty nice run line for them as well we go into houston versus Astros versus the Rangers, and of course, we just talked about the Astros going into Oakland, getting some wins, and, and getting first, and they get a Texas team. It kind of looks like a mismatch as far as on paper and the standings go, but you look at the pitching matchup today, and there's certainly reasons to believe today in this Rangers team, and uh, they've got Gibson on the mound for them today, and he's off to a great start. He's 3-0 on the year, uh, 54 and a thirds innings pitched. He's got 44 strikeouts, 17 base on balls, and ERA of 2.32, so I think it's safe to say he's been a pleasant surprise uh, for, for this Texans team. And, and this Texans team, you know, they come into this one, they're fifth in the ALS. So this is a battle of first versus fifth. So it, it is a tough spot. This Astros team, I really like a lot. Altuve comes in super hot. And to me, you know, this Astro, it, it is the Astros in, in athletics division. Uh, I like those both teams very much. And uh, I think they're both... Uh, uh, they got a little bit of a contrast to their game too, so I just think it's an interesting matchup, and we'll see how that goes forward. But as far as today goes, you know, as far as the Astros, like I said, coming back, uh, I believe they were in Oakland. They're eight and two in their last ten. They are coming back uh, from Oakland, and uh, they're 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 not home in this one. They are in Texas, but uh, it's not their home park. They are in Arlington in this one, uh, playing the Rangers in the first game. So. Uh, I just, I got to like Gibson a little bit here to kind of keep them in this one. And, and I'm liking the fact that they could still lose and, and, and I could get a run and a half and you tie that on. Houston's actually bringing a guy on today who I know nothing about in Tyler Ivy. Tyler Ivy has no stats this year. He's 25 years old. He's got good size, 6'4", right-hander, 195 pounds. Uh, his last outing. Sorry, there is some stats here. Uh, March 20th, one inning pitch, one hit, one earned run. So before that, it was uh, it was Washington, two innings pitched, uh, three strikeouts. So he's a young guy, guy that's been in the bullpen. So they're going to try to piece something together today. Uh, I'll much rather take the, the established starter who is having a good year against the Astros trying to piecemeal something together. Uh, I just don't like the volatility of going with the Astros today. Who knows? That, that kid could get blown up for five runs in the first inning. We just don't know. So... Uh, like I said, I, I'm going to hide like I usually do. I'm going to get on the home team. I'm going to get some runs. So I don't think if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, I don't think that'll surprise you. So we're going to take the home team and some runs, run line one and a half, and you get 163. So that one pays pretty well too. Tigers in to see the Royals, and these Tigers have been showing up and getting wins in all sorts of places where I'm not expecting them, and today, I'm probably going to go against them again today. I think we've got a pretty good even matchup in this Tigers and Royals, and being a pretty fair matched up team, but I do like the pitching for the for the Royals a bit today. I think Mike Miner does get the edge at home over Jose Urena. Urena's 1-4 on the year, 32 strikeouts, 19 base on balls on 42 and two-thirds innings. Uh, Miner kind of, you know, having a pretty decent year, actually. 
actually. 43 innings pitch, 44 strikeouts, 17 base on balls. The ERA on both these guys is pretty high. So, uh, I, and I, you know what? Not to get too harsh on Jose Urena, I think he's a pretty decent pitcher too, actually. It's just tough to pile up the Ws as far as being a Tigers pitchers go. And I think like I said, I think this one is pretty even match today, but I, I've got to give the slight edge to Mike Miner in this one. I got to give a slight edge to the home team in this one. And I got to give a slight edge to the Royals bats. You know, I really like the top four guys that hit out of that Royals lineup. And uh, I could see them today potentially giving Jose Urena some problems. So going to get on the home team on this one. Going to take them on the money line. So we've got the Royals on this one at 158 on the money line. Last game that Sports Interaction has up as far as the AL goes today is the Athletics in to see the Angels. And, of course, we talked about this Angels team. They, they uh, played at home yesterday in, in a doubleheader to the Twins, and they're without Mike Trout. And, uh, of course, coming in for Oakland. Oakland is coming in off a little bit of a stingy series with Houston. I believe they went into that Houston series being the first place team and they left being the second place team. So we'll see if they can get on track today. I think they're in a great spot for it. I really like this pitcher that they're bringing in today and James Caprillion. He's a young guy who's got lots of great stuff, a uh, four-pitch type guy, and, and we'll see if he can get it done today. If He's looking to get himself established in the league. I think he was a first-round draft pick of the Yankees at some point uh, from what I was seeing this morning. So uh, we don't really have much much to go on other than the fact his last uh, his last outing was against the, the Red Sox in Fenway. Uh, he went five innings pitch, gave up four hits and one earned run. So that's kind of encouraging considering in the confines of Fenway. And he's in a great spot today. Like I said, I think this team is motivated because they need to they need to rebound and keep pace for that first place in the division there. And and, and I really like the matchup today with Jose Quintana. Uh, not off to a good year at all with the Angels. 0-3 record on the year. 25 and a third innings pitched. 41 strikeouts, 19 base odd balls, and an ERA of just under nine so give, give me give me the a's that have been hot and, and and i'm looking for them to rebound today they're five and five in their last 10 lost their last two so uh, I, I like their ability to get to get you know more onto the what they've been doing most of the year today uh, against an angels team that i think is uh, very charitable, uh, three and seven at home, lost their last one. So should be a good spot here for Oakland and their, their young gun pitcher here to strut his stuff. And we get a pretty good payday on this one too. You can actually get the A's on the run line or on the money line. So I think the A's are a good money line play here at 196, but, uh, uh I'm going to go to that run line. I, I 1.50, you know, if I can get 50% pack, that sounds pretty good to me. So going to take the A's in this one and I'm going to take them on the run line and, at 151 is what Sports Interaction is going to pay you if that happens. So that is pretty cool. And I'm going to put a mark beside that game because I like that one too. Maybe throw that in a parlay. And I'll throw up a parlay for you guys. And like I said, with those parlays, when you see the value parlay, usually I'll, I'll play those all individually. And a lot of times too, I'll put up a long shot parlay and I usually play those individually as well. Uh, those are pretty much the, the, the picks I'm feeling most confident about on any given day. So I don't do locks, but those are those are the ones I like the most. Oh, and just so you know, too, the value plays, too, as well. I always try to cut the line at 1.50. Sometimes you will see some lower ones in there if the board's not as good and I can't find anything. You know, I might go to, like, a 1.4. But for the most part, I consider the value play to be at 1.5. And I consider the long shot plays to be double your money or better. I'll just give you guys some insight when I'm posting those up and kind of what I'm thinking when I, when I label them long shots and value plays. Uh, we've got in the National League, Milwaukee in to see Cincinnati. And, and like I said, we finally got 
got off this Reds team and uh, it finally paid off uh, my addiction to, to their bats are going to finally come to play. So today, what do I think about it? I don't even know yet. I got to look at this game here. I can tell you, I already don't like the pitching matchup for either team, really. You get the inconsistent Adrian Hauser, who, who can be lights out. He's got some great electric stuff when he's going and, and not so great when he's not uh, going against Jeff Hoffman, who's, to me, you know, kind of unpredictable too. He's two and three on the year, 34 and two thirds innings pitch, 32 strikeouts, seven base on balls. So I, I think he's hittable. I think Hauser has the ability to be uh, pretty hard to hit. So we'll see who we get here as far as the matchup goes, but this could be a pretty good game or a close game anyway. Uh, this is a battle in the NL Central. The Reds are trailing the Brewers right now for third. Uh, the Reds are three and seven in their last 10, lost their last four. Mustakis is still out for them. Brewers, four and six in their last 10, lost their last two. So both these guys come in here really not doing a whole bunch. Uh, I love, you know what I'm going to say, take the runs, take the runs at home. Uh, that's the way to go I think all things being kind of equal here taking the Reds on the run line today at one and a half now if I had to money line this thing I think I'd probably go with the Brewers but uh, I, I think it's close enough and like I said I'm going to take the runs at home so Reds money line or sorry Reds Reds run line one and a half and you get 164 for that the Stroh show in to see the Marlins and and uh, they've got a kind of a hot shot young rookie up on the mound in Holloway today and we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think this is a pretty even matchup. We'll see what Stroman shows up. You know, I've seen lots of him play, and, you know, he can be kind of hot or cold, kind of an enigma-type guy. Uh, I think he's a guy who lets distractions outside of baseball and can kind of, kind of, you know, take an excuse and, and let it fester a little bit. And I can't say no much about Jordan Holloway other than the fact he's got some great stuff. He's a guy that puts the fastball up into the three digits. So uh, going to see some heat today for this Yankees team. And, and we'll see how many innings he can get in. He's got 13 strikeouts and 10 base on balls so far this year. His last game was against the Dodgers where he was able to get three innings. So he's gone three innings in his last three games, giving up two earned runs, three earned runs, and zero earned runs. So we'll, we'll see how, we do, how he'll do today. Uh, the Mets are, are actually a pretty good team on the road, I think, for him uh, to hone his skill on. As far as a first-place Mets team coming in, kind of hard to believe the New York Mets are in first place when you think about their lineup and kind of, I don't know, look at their record even, 20 and 17, it's not that great. And, and the Marlins are third in the AL East and uh, and chasing them. So I'm going to go with the home team in this one. You know, I, I was I was first kind of thinking that maybe I'm going to go with the Stroh Show and, uh, and maybe take some run lines at home. But, you know, I, I like this Miami team. I, I think that the pitching in this game is going to be pretty tight. Uh, I, I think they'll be prepared to, to give the quick hook on Holloway if he doesn't get it done. And Stroman's hittable, right? We've seen him. He, he could be hot or cold, but he's 3-4 and four on the year. He's got an ERA of 2.72, so he's having a pretty good year. 35 strikeouts, 9 base on balls, but I don't know. He's on the road against this Marlins team, and Conferto's out for, for the Mets. You know, I, I just don't see them being able to generate a whole lot of runs. And like I said, this kid for Miami can throw some pretty serious heat. So, uh, and you know, another thing too that I kind of like about the Marlins, and like I, I almost forgot to touch on this, was Don Mattingly, uh, the manager for the Marlins, comes out the other day and says baseball is unwatchable at times. He talks about the dead ball and uh, and just how 
you know, basically he doesn't think that it's a good for, for baseball necessarily to be having all, all these no hitters all the time. And, and, you know, I agree with him and, but the thing about it is we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, they could look at changing the ball back, but I think what's got to happen if they, they stick with that ball and I don't know if it'll be such a bad thing with baseball. Uh, I think the dynamic needs to shift a little bit as far as these strategies go. And, you know, you look at these crazy shifts and stuff. Like, to me, uh, you guys watch these shifts and these special shifts that come up, and, and there'll be a guy, and all he's got to do is, is hit the ball the opposite side of the field, and it's, like, wide open, and, and the guy still swings for the fences on, like, a pole hit. So, uh, to me, sometimes there is some ridiculousness in baseball, and it's been going on for a while. You wonder about some of these guys. You'll see a guy up, and he's $15 million player, and all he's got to do is knock one over to the third third baseman side of things, and he can't get it done. So we'll see. I, I think there's a shift that needs to happen in the hitting a baseball. I don't mind the, the dead and ball so much. I'm thinking so far. Uh, I put it on the hitters, actually. I put it on the managers. So we'll see. By Mattingly saying this stuff, it makes me think that maybe he's more in tuned to that than maybe the most managers. And we'll see today uh, how that how that plays out, You know what kind of strategies they use and, and how they go about it. But uh, I, I do like that the manager's talking about that because I think it's uh, it's something to be discussed for sure. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get on the Marlins today. They looked after us yesterday, so why not today? They're at home and like I said, they, they've got some young hot shot. They got I love the hundred mile an hour fastball guy. So gonna take him today. I'm gonna take them on the on the money line at 188 on the Marlins. Pittsburgh going to see Atlanta, and honestly, what are you supposed to say? Uh, all the same stuff I said yesterday still applies today. We've got Anderson versus Anderson going on the mound, so a lot of people are putting their money on Anderson today. <laughs> okay, I won't joke about that again. I know I've read it too many times today. But yeah, Ian Anderson against, uh, I think it's Tyler Anderson for, for the Pirates here, and I don't know. You look at this Braves team. Uh, to me, they should be the first. They should be contending for first in the AL East, and they're not. Uh, they're in a they're in a dive. Three and seven in their last ten. Nothing's going right. Uh, I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. It seems like it's it just seems to be a a buildup of everything. They don't get pitching. They don't get timely pitching. They don't get timely hitting. Uh, and, and like I said, I, I do watch this Braves team quite a bit. And the, the one thing that also concerns me is I can't stand the manager. I, I, I don't like a lot of the play calls. I don't like the way the shifts work sometimes. I think sometimes these players uh, of the Braves don't look like they're practiced. You know, as simple as that. They don't look like they're ready. So uh, it makes me wonder about the practice habits of, of these Braves. And they've got some veterans too. So uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, I don't know how that equates in practice, whether they're even coachable at this point, but I just can't see the Braves falling again to me against these pirates. They, they beat him in every single category to me the pitching matchup isn't even close at Tyler Anderson versus Ian Anderson, although the numbers would suggest that it's close. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's, uh, that, that's taking Tyler Anderson a little too lightly in this one, but I just, I, I just can't, you know, these bats of the Braves and, and they should be cranky. They should be hungry. Uh, they should be frustrated. I just, I can't get away from these Braves today. Uh, I'm going to take the Braves on the money line. And uh, yeah, they, they cost me on my parlay yesterday. It was a play, you know, I just, I felt good about it. I was like, how can they lose? So don't be surprised to see them up again today on my parlay again today. I don't know how they can lose. So who knows, maybe they kick me in the teeth again today, but I, I, I've got to roll with it. Chicago in to see St. Louis. And this is a game where I'm kind of on the, 
uh, on the Cubbies on this one. And I, I just think that they come into this one. Uh, I, I think they've got a better pitching matchup. You know, I'm not big. I'm not a big Kyle Hendricks supporter as far as MLB pitchers go. He's three and four on the year, 5.27 ERA, 38 strikeouts, 10 base on balls, and he's on the road. But he gets a pitcher who who I think is extremely inconsistent in Carlos Mar Martinez. His I have heard his velocity is up a little bit this year, but still 41 and a third innings pitch, 22 strikeouts, 13 base on balls. To me, I don't know. Those aren't impressive numbers, and and you know he's a dual guy in in fantasy, so he's a guy I've played around with quite a bit, and uh, I just don't think the stuff is there. And I think Hendricks is the better play, and you throw in the bats. Uh, you know, to me, that the Cubs have been hitting well uh, as of late. So this is a battle for NL Central today, and, and I've got to get on the Cubs and 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 Kyle Hendricks, and, and like I said, I think they're just batting a little better. So uh, I, and I think that they can take advantage of Martinez on the mound today. So we'll look to see if they can capitalize uh, on the pitching mismatch today, but I'm going to bet that they can. And I'm going to take the Cubs in this one on the money line at 183. Next game up, and this one here, uh, it's uh, it's kind of a, a no-name on the mound for the Diamondbacks. They've got Frankoff on the mound, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys and say I know too much about him other than what the stats say, and they say that he sucks. He's 4-2. and two, He's got 4 and 2 thirds innings pitched, 4 strikeouts, 4 base on balls, 3.83 uh, ERA. So obviously not a lot of runway there, but that's not going to get it done as far as uh, that goes. And this guy's no spring chicken, uh, 32 years old, 6'5", 210. And so 210 pounds, so it tells me it's one of their minor league guys that they're trying to fill in for a game. Uh, looking, he, he did have one one outing out in May against Washington where he gave up uh, two earned runs on four and two-thirds innings pitched. Also played Oakland this year, and I don't know if these were reliefs or starters, but uh, he went went against the A's. He went four innings, gave up two earned runs. Went against the Dodgers, went three and a-thirds innings, gave up two runs. He's pretty, in fact, in his last... Five games, he's given up two earned runs regardless of how many innings he's pitched today. So uh, you can pretty much count on, on the Rockies at least getting two earned runs. You put this one in Colorado where, you know, the hitting is, is in the air. And you, you look at the pitching matchup across the way. Uh, despite being two and four, Jermaine Marquez is a pretty darn good pitcher. 45 and third... 45 and a third innings pitch, 48 strikeouts, 25 base on balls. You know, his team hasn't been looking after him, and today we'll see if they can get it done. I don't even know what's going on with this Rockies team as far as some of the... What happened to Blackman, man? Like, I don't know what happened to that guy, but he can't field, he can't hit. But today, I think they can put that out of their mind. I still think they got enough to get past this Diamondbacks team at home. So take the superior pitcher by, I think, a lot. And uh, I think that's enough for me to get on the Rockies today. So getting on the Rockies on the money line at 164. Last game we've got in the National League, and it's a beauty, man. It's the Dodgers in to see the the uh, the Giants, and I've been kind of rolling around with this one in my brain all morning, and you know it's just one of those good matchups, right? We've got Bauer against Wood. Both these guys have been great. The Giants are at home; they're first in the NL West. Uh, the Dodgers come in, of course, they're the defending champs and the favorites for that division. I would say uh, they've got some injuries coming into this one. Sager has been hurt, and of course, uh, Bellinger has been on the shelf now for a while. 
and, and you look at this Giants team, and really, this Giants team, to me, they've been a surprise, right? I don't think anyone saw this quite coming, and, and you know, they're playing, they're, they're playing, you know, above their, their pay grade, I would say. So we'll see today as far as pay grades go. You know, the Los Angeles Dodgers bring out, what did they pay Bauer, $25 million, uh, something like that, to go against Alex Wood today, who's 5-0 and on the year, 36 innings pitched for him. And, uh, you know, he, he's been lights out as far as what he's been able to get done. Uh, ERA of 1.75, so, you know, that's just, that's just killer. And, and and you know I'm just looking at some of the stuff here. He's he's on a three million dollar contract, so we've got a three million dollar, uh, and just tells you how great the Dodgers did in the off season with some of these guys. A three million dollar guy going up against a twenty five million dollar guy, and, and you know I love cheering for the underdog, and this is this is the quintessential matchup at least as far as the pitching goes. Uh, these teams, like I said, are, are pretty even, and the Giants are at home, and the Giants are. Are uh, are on a hot streak too. They just came back from a road trip where they did really well. Uh, they're eight and two, won their last five. Dodgers come into this one. They're eight and two, won their last four. So this is a collision to be sure. And to be honest, I kind of like the Dodgers on this one. I, I like the Dodgers on the money line, or I like the Giants on the run line. You know, I think this could be a real low scoring game. But uh, I'm gonna default. You know, I just. Uh, I, I just think this is a great game. I, I don't think you can go wrong anywhere on the board here as far as the money line goes. Uh, you know, if you're going to watch this one, whoever you want to cheer for. And, and, you know, generally I kind of want to cheer for, for the Giants, but I, I'm a Bauer guy, and uh, I just can't take the, you know, I just finished telling you the disparities and the salaries, and I think that means something a little bit to me. I think that means something a little bit to me, and uh, I just think that uh, i got to give the edge a little bit to the Dodgers as far as the pitching goes. I've got to give their, their, their hitting a little bit of a nod here today, so... Uh, I think that the Giants maybe could win this series and, or at least get a game. And who knows, it could be tonight. I honestly don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Dodgers and I'm going to put them on the money line and I'm going to get them at 176. That clears up the NL, and we'll check here. That's uh, getting pretty close to the end of the show here. We'll see if there's any interleague before we go. And I do see there is some stuff here under the interleague tab. And we've got we got a few games here in interleague, so that's good. Uh, we've got Baltimore in to see Strasburg. So Strasburg is back after being injured, and uh, if he's on your fantasy team, make sure you get him in today. It might be the only chance you get to see him again. And uh, I know that's cruel, but what can you do? Strasburg, I think, had nine innings last year. Uh, I think he's up to maybe eight or nine innings this year. I haven't even looked, but uh, a guy we all know can throw some heat, but he's just, his health has been so bad. And, you know, you feel bad for the guy. I know I do. Like, you want to see him come in and, 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 you know, be healthy enough to compete so we can all be entertained and and we'll see today he's off to an he's got an 0-1-1 record he's got 10 innings pitched 11 strikeouts five base on balls an era of 6.3 so not lights out there either i do think he had some rehab uh, coming into this one so I, I didn't check up to see how he did in those rehabs but obviously the, the nats feel he's, he's ready to go and the nats need all the help they can get you know they're off to a real disappointing year I think they're having some real problems with their bats. But today, like I said, all things being equal, you look at Jorge or George Lopez coming in for, for the Orioles. He hasn't been good. One and in four innings pitch, 6.35 ERA, 34 strikeouts, 13 base on balls. So big question marks on both of these pitchers coming into this one. But uh, I'm going to default to the name brand of Strasburg. I'm going to default to the home team in this one. And uh, I, I think this, this game is actually a lot closer than... than 
meets the eye, but uh, I'm gonna take the Nats, and if it wasn't for the name brand recognition, I'd probably be on the, the O's here on the run line, but uh, we'll take Strasburg for now, and, and welcome him back by placing a little bit of a wager on him, and we're gonna take the, the Nats at 149. Next game up, we've got the the Red Sox in to see the Phillies and the Red Sox just finished taking my Jays out to the shed so they're feeling good and they get Perez on the mound today who record wise hasn't really been able to uh, uh, be where he'd like to be at a 1-2 and two record uh, 30, 39 and 2 thirds innings pitch, 37 strikeouts 6 base on balls and ERA of 3.4 and I think you got to give the edge to Aaron Nola uh, at three and three record, 54 and a thirds innings pitched, uh, 3.64 ERA, 61 strikeouts, eight base on balls. So the Phillies definitely, I think, have the more dominating pitcher here today. I, I think the Red Sox have the more dominating lineup today. So we'll see how that plays out in the end. Red Sox, to me, have some pretty important injuries in, in Real Muto and Gregorius being out today. So I think that you know those are two big bats, you know, right out of the middle of their lineup today. And, and like I said, the Red Sox have been just cruising along. Uh, well, they won their last two anyway. They're five and five, so maybe cruising along isn't fair. But the the Phillies are in kind of the opposite. You know, they come into this one losing two and and four and six in their last ten. So you could argue that both teams are due. That Boston's due to lose and Phillies due to get right here at home. But and you know what? You could validate that argument, and I'll still make good on my bet if the score is right because I am going to take the high powered Red Sox offense and I'm going to tack on another run and a half on top of what they've been doing and I'm going to get a 166 odd on that on the road so I'm liking that and last game of the night and uh, I just uh, I, I can't I, I'm looking at the San Diego team and I've had some problems with the Padres uh, this year and I'm hoping that doesn't continue because I am going to take them today despite the pitching matchup looking like it's in favor of the M's today uh, the M's bring in Chris Flexen who's having a, uh, a pretty remarkable year record wise at four and one record on the year 23 strikeouts eight base on balls 39 strikeouts but the thing about Chris Flexen that's freaking me out is I'm looking at his games against Cleveland last he went five and two-thirds gave up five five hits uh, before that six and a third to to the Rangers gave up ten hits Angels before that four innings four hits Red Sox before that seven innings four hits Astros before that six innings ten hits uh, twins before that five innings eight hits so this guy despite his record is giving up a buttload of hits and these Padres team can hit and on the opposite side you know we almost see like it's the, almost the other way around I like Chris Paddock's stuff he's got a uh, 30 and a thirds innings pitched, 28 strikeouts nine base on balls and, and you look at his his game here and he's giving up you know yeah, you know what? He's given up some hits himself, but I just I like his pedigree a, a little better. Uh, I, I I think Chris Flexen's record he's gotten away with a lot of hits here, and I, I think the Padres make him pay for that. So uh, taking the Padres at home today, and you know it's kind of a tough play on the money line because they are not paying very well. And uh, you know what? Maybe I'll get a little frisky on one. Let's just get a little frisky on one. I'm going to take the Padres today. And then for the first time today and on the last game of the day, let's end a Padres run line at home. And let's go minus one and a half and look for that really expensive 
Padres lineup to be able to beat up on this flexing guy and be able to win by a couple runs at home. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. So that's what I'm going to do. The Padres, like I said, been kind of giving me problems anyway. So why not? Uh, why not at least try to get on the the right side of an odd for it so it pays off in the event. Uh, that's about it for today for this Friday. So I hope I hope everyone has a great day and and has some success today uh, on the uh, on the wagering. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I look forward to watching, like I said, the Oilers game is what it's all about for me today. Not much going on during the day today, so be a good day to get some stuff done. I hope you guys, like I said, all enjoy the day. Thanks for listening to the One Man Sports Show. Uh, please give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the show there. Or you can follow me personally. It's Brock Crocker, or sorry, on Twitter, it's Crocker Brock. Crocker as in Betty. Uh, Brock as in Lesnar. Or you can reach out with an email. It's Gretzky Rocks, Rocks spelled R-O-X, at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you guys and know that you're out there. Uh, and like I said, I hope everyone has a great day. And we'll catch up tomorrow, sports fans. Keep your stick on the ice.